Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Victory formation one last time. 18 seconds on the clock. Stork snaps it to Brady, who takes the knee. And the New England Patriots are on to a celebration thanks to a job well done. A fourth Lombardi trophy is headed to one Patriot place. The Patriots 28 and the Seahawks 24. Yep, you heard that Patriots highlight. We are looking back now at the career of Bill Belichick and the Patriots because it's over. Belichick and the Patriots mutually parting ways. The press conference is at noon Eastern today. Perloff, end of an era. Unbelievable. We were talking earlier about what made Nick Saban so special as the Alabama coach. Uh, you said his ability to evolve. For me, the thing about Belichick that made him special as an NFL coach was attention to detail, which mm. sounds obvious. But the fact that I, the one memory I have is when he took advantage of this uh, reporting rule against the Baltimore Ravens and kind of screwed over the Ravens, there was no stone that he was going to unturn. He used to tell his team what to say to the media. He used to – every single play, every game was a full-on, I'm going to know everything, you know, often too much with Spygate, yep. but he's like, I'm going to know everything about the opponent. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to out-strategize this team. There's never a coach to me who has really just been in such control of yep. everything happening in his building. Sometimes maybe to, it went too far, but I just don't ever see there being another Bill Belichick. A maniacal, and you know, he and Saban have that in common. It's kind of crazy yep. now that two guys who are so close to each other personally, uh, professionally worked with each other at the Cleveland Browns, and now you see uh, Saban retiring, Belichick leaving the Patriots, and this all happens within a span of 24 hours. It is wild, not to mention Pete Carroll also getting forced out of Seattle. Now he's going to get kicked up to a consulting role. We'll see if that sticks because Pete Carroll has shown that he had demonstrated that he still wants to coach. So we've got a lot going on. Welcome to the show, if I didn't say that already. And, you know, I think what's interesting about both of these is now you are looking for, like, it's it's different with Belichick because he's going to go on to continue coaching. But you're still having the same situation in New England and with Alabama, which is trying to fill the shoes of somebody who has redefined the job, you know, and and created the standard by which now all other coaches are judged. Yeah, it's a little it's a little different because Alabama's kind of loaded. <laughs> They're one of the favorites for next year. New England is at a real down moment, and the part of it is the roster. Say what you want, Bill Belichick, greatest coach. Not the greatest GM in the last few years. It's not just the quarterback. He's had such a hard time drafting wide receivers. So whoever takes over for New England, 
that's going to be a bad team. I, I think if it's Gerard Mayo, the current assistant, who's done a great job with the defense, I worry about that. Like, you might be a five-win team for a couple of years. You're getting a young quarterback in. I don't know. It's you, One thing you're replacing Belichick. It's another to replace Belichick and almost be guaranteed to have a losing season. Okay, but I think that the fans in New England are going to have a little bit more of an understanding that it might not happen overnight. You have the third overall pick. I hope the fans would be. You have the third overall pick. So you're going to be starting with a really, I'm assuming this is a rookie quarterback, unless they zag and take Marvin Harrison or something. Well, it's and not a no-brainer. Like not a Kirk a... Cousins. I don't, I don't even know who they'd bring in. But, yeah. like, here's the thing. You're going to have, what it signals in New England is clearly you're at the start of a rebuild. And we're, we're smart enough sports fans to know that those don't happen overnight. Alabama, on the other hand, is coming off of a trip to the college football playoff over time against Michigan, the eventual champs. I think that the Alabama fans, while maybe intuitively they realize like, hey, this is going to be very different without Saban. I think they're still expecting SEC to be competing for SEC titles and to be in the college football playoff. Well, which they will be. And they're going to hit that mark. See, I think you're giving way too much credit to Boston fans, they are not a rational group. I, I think you saw, first of all, I mean, it's That's really, kind. it's a Red Sox town, and now the Red Sox are hitting hard times. They are furious about it. They're, I don't think they'll accept a rebuild with the Patriots. But ironically. You have no choice. You have to start with a rookie I, I think they're going to lose interest in that team really fast. I think this is a tough job. Honestly, I'd much rather have the Alabama job than the New England job. Because the expectations are much higher. Wow. I just think you have a much better chance for success at Alabama than you do in New England right now. I think whoever's taking over that roster is going to have a bad time and might not last more than a few years. Okay, but what if you end up pick, you know, hitting on the quarterback? What if it is Jaden Daniels? And what if he goes on to be you know, a top, who's top 10 th- quarterback? Who's he throwing to next year? Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I, I'm okay. Listen, you, are, you and I are different. You think that wide receiver is the new running back. Yeah. You're going to be able to find them. Like, if my one thing, my one Achilles heel is I haven't been able to find wide receivers, I'll take that in the NFL because the wide receivers yeah. coming out of college right now are so good, mm-hmm. and I think you can find them first round, second round, third round. Like, give me that problem as an NFL team. I'll fix that problem. I think Tom Brady in 2019 looked around that locker room and said, this roster is crap. I'm getting out of here, and they have not rebuilt it at all. Honestly, they're no name on both sides of the ball, really. I think the only guy who stands out is Matthew Judon because he wears red sleeves. There is very few players, to me, on the Patriots that anybody else wants. And I, I, I think it's going to be, listen, you're in a tough division. If Aaron Rodgers come back, the Jets are going to be good. The Dolphins are going to be good. The Bills are going to be good. I think it's a long road to climb. Like, are you, think about, think ahead to next summer. Are you going to pick the Patriots to make the playoffs? Of course not. They're going to have a young quarterback and a new coach. And you're going to follow Bill Belichick. Yeah, this this is not a great spot. Uh, and by the way, you mentioned it earlier. The Belichick coaching tree has been terrible. So if they hire Gerard Mayo, you're, well, you have that curse as well. <laughs> this is nothing good about this situation. You know, that's why I, I was not surprised, but, you know, a little that it's just so cut and dry. Belichick's gone. Okay, we're going to get someone else from the Belichick tree. It's like, I don't know. First of all, is that smart business? Like, shouldn't you cast a little bit of a wider net? Now, this is a question for both guys, both Saban, who's retiring, and Belichick, who's parting ways with the Patriots, as we have just found out in the last, you know, hour or so. Did each of these guys handpick the successor? So, Belichick, it looks like Gerard Mayo's in line, but you do have Mike Vrabel out there now who was fired by the Titans, so perhaps there's a bit of a competition. On the other hand, for Saban, 
the athletic director for Alabama has said that they are going to have a coach in 72 hours. And Saban also feels like the kind of guy who would want to handpick his successor, who would want to have a say. You know, Belichick, like, I'm sure he had recommendations, but he wanted to keep coaching the Patriots. He didn't want to leave. He Definitely. said that four days ago. He doesn't want to leave. This is kind of being put on him. I I think for Saban, he must have handpicked the next guy, right? I have no, no, I have no idea. You think he just left Alabama after 17 years and was like, all right, guys, I'm done. But, you figure it out. No but, all his, but the problem is all his great friends and coordinators all have great head coaching jobs. So, I mean, he's not going to. Not going to make Tommy Reese that coach. Is he after one year? What kind of connection does he have with that dude? No, and his defensive coordinator just retired, which maybe <laughs> was also some writing on the yeah, wall. Yeah, I mean, like who are his coordinators? Bill O'Brien, Lane Former Kiffin, yeah. uh, Brian Dable, Steve Sarkeesian. They kind of all have jobs. You want to know it's funny? Brian Dable's way far down on the list, which is interesting. So the New York Giants head coach who won national titles with Alabama. I mean, I don't know why you'd leave the New York Giants right now, but. I'm telling you, that's the easiest one-for-one for for Belichick and Saban. If Brian Dayball goes to Alabama, then Belichick's the next Giants head coach. He is held in such high regard and esteem in that building for what he and Parcells did winning the two titles with Lawrence Taylor. I've always thought that Belichick in some way was going to end up back with the Giants. Like He's talked about how his, his heart in many ways is with the Giants, but I don't think Dayball would leave. Well, how would he get to the Don Shula win record? Because how on earth, talking about a bad roster, how on earth are you going to win with that Giants team? I don't know. I don't. That's a a conversation for another day. One thing about uh, Bill Belichick wants to break Don Shula's record. Can we get the exact number of wins he needs? I think it's 15. Atlanta's a great spot because you have that terrible competition. You're going to get two over Carolina for the next three years. I don't think Atlanta's going to be a Super Bowl threat with Bill Belichick. Again, they don't have a quarterback either. So... But the Giants would be terrible. I am worried about Bill Belichick's status. I really think that he could flame out in this next job, and people are going to be like, ah, Brady. It's fair or not fair, and I know you think it's unfair. I do. That's just the narrative that it's going to be. So here's he, the, he needs 26 to tie, 27 to, to take. Oh, sorry, take more it. than I thought. So here's the funny thing about this. How, the symmetry. You've always talked about this between Favre and Rodgers. You know, yeah. the symmetry of going to Favre, the Jets. And, and blah, throwing blah, blah. my guy Jordan Love. Got it. Right. Now it would be interesting, the symmetry between Brady and Belichick. If Belichick does go to the Atlanta Falcons, again, this is just some early reporting. Schefter's not reporting this. It's like early whispers. But leave New England to go to the NFC South yeah. and just to try to take advantage, I guess, of one of the weaker divisions and see if you can – find a sleeping giant. Yeah, yeah, because Todd Bowles is going to be back at Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay, probably a little more veteran roster would be the better fit. I wonder if also Atlanta's an early report. Will the Chargers see he's out there and make a move? Well, I wonder Because that the, makes a lot of sense. So I, that'd be a good spot for Bill. I wonder, are the Chargers and Jim Harbaugh, is that a done deal? Would Pete Carroll maybe be a, a candidate now for the Chargers? I saw Marcus Spears saying that on ESPN. Full credit to him. I mean, you know, Pete Carroll gives you an identity mm. that the Chargers really haven't had. They're always kind of playing for second fiddle in L.A. to the Rams or whatever, Lakers. I mean, Pete Carroll has such an established, you know, fan base and winning because of USC. That could be a fun sort of uh, second act for Yeah, Carroll. I mean, I think you make a great argument that who makes great coaches? Look, assistants who are ascending. I, I'm, I'm of the ascending assistant school. Which is, <laughs> but that goes south a lot too. Because Brandon lot, but, Staley, he was an ascending assistant. That was a train wreck. Yes, but 
obviously Brandon Staley because you knew Sean McVay. The Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and I think you look at this year's season, I think Shane Steichen and D'Amico Ryans were the noteworthy hires, uh, especially D'Amico Ryans. He's obviously a star. So he is also on this list. <laughs> the, odds, right to Bama, yeah. Yeah, the odds of yeah. D'Amico Ryans going to the, Bama's 20 I can answer one. that one. Do not put any money on that because he is not leaving C.J. Stroud. <laughs> no, that would is, be foolish. He is nestled right between Ryan Day at 20 to 1 and Marcus Freeman also 22 to 1. James Franklin 25 to 1. Okay, so Ryan Day leaves, and then Vrabel just goes to Ohio State. That well, that's would make an easy one. That, he's a very active alum. He loves him some Ohio State. He was an assistant there. I Okay. I think Vrabel to the Patriots. Okay. Unless they, if they do go Mayo, is it, how fine at his report? You were reading that. It was just uh, he's believed to be the front runner. Okay, Vrabel to the Patriots. I, I think that the Chargers are going to put in the money for this Ben Johnson kid out of the Lions. Okay. I think I think people – and then Mike McDonald, the Ravens coordinator, is the bet on beton.ag favorite for every position. Okay. He gets a head job. I don't think Pete Carroll gets one, and I think Belichick is stuck with an NFC South job. What about Harbaugh? Okay. Raiders? Back to Michigan? Is there money? Can you Michigan. bet? Can you bet money? I want to go back to Michigan. I, I don't think that's happening. Look at the look at what's going on right now, Perloff. No one's going back. <laughs> Belichick's gone. Saban is retiring. Yeah. Pete Carroll's going to be gone. No one's going back. But I think Jim Harbaugh loves to go against the grain and will defy everyone just to make a point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he will do this just so everyone – he does not want people to be right about him. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Chargers make sense for Harbaugh. Uh, what about the fact that Eberflus is going back to Chicago? That takes it off. The coaching hires, it's never the big names. It's always these Jonathan Gannon types, right? There's going to be assistance. Well, sometimes it's the big name. Do you think that like Belichick, Carroll... Like, going to 49 So you're telling me Belichick, Carroll, Harbaugh are all going to enter this... Are all going to get hired. That's funny. Yeah. Then then what? Then where are the uh, hot assistants going to go? Where's Dan Quinn going to go? Where Dan is... Quinn go to Seattle. He'll go to Seattle. Okay. Dan Quinn back to Seattle. Where's Ben Johnson go? Ben the uh, Lions offensive the, coordinator. We'll go to the Panthers or uh, whatever. I don't know. I, I don't have all the answers of the Raiders. Okay. A five five two one two four cbs Pete, you have an update. Yes, I just want to make clarification on the wins with gotcha. Shula. Okay. Uh, the number I gave, I believe, was regular season. For including playoffs, Belichick has 333 and Shula has 347. That's including playoffs. Okay, so what's the so fifteen? You're right. Yeah, fifteen. I thought yeah. I, I thought I was right about it, but listen, I, I what's never the, want to um, step on Pete's toes. I think is the record. What's considered the record? I guess both. Probably playoffs. Well, probably playoffs. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. Let's hit the phones. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. George is our pal in Los Angeles. Good morning, George. Hey, good morning, guys. I enjoy the conversation. The thing about Belichick, he's a legendary coach, but. Problem Belichick has and his reputation is Tom Brady. Tom Brady was there when he won all the championships, and Brady could play with any receivers to make them better. And nothing is Belichick, but I just think Tom Brady was a big factor because since Brady has left, Belichick is not really that good anymore. And not trying to put him down, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah, George, I I hear you, and I think that's a popular opinion these days. It's not one I'm going to get behind. Because I don't think Brady could have won everywhere. I, I don't think that if you had dropped Brady in Arizona, I'm just picking Arizona, but like that's because that's what he said. If you had dropped him in Arizona, I don't know if you're getting six Super Bowls out of Tom Brady or seven. I, I think that it was the system that was perfect for both of them together. And I don't know why. Well, 
I get why it has to be a fight for credit because I think that's ultimately why the two of them broke up. Yeah, and obviously Robert Kraft had a role in this. Uh, he yep. he was upset reportedly that Tom Brady won without him and that maybe Belichick gave him bad advice at a certain point. I, I understand what you're saying, and I do agree. It's a marriage. It's the coach and the quarterback. One thing that, that Brady allowed him to do, Brady would be coached. He, right. was, he, was, he was not a diva. Yep. So I think that helped Belichick coach everybody else. So that, that's a big part of the story as well. Listen, the, the other thing that hurt Belichick was he had some key people behind the scenes who ultimately left. Who's the guy? Ernie, um, Ernie Adams. Ernie Adams was somebody who was kind of a behind-the-scenes sort of mastermind for him. I think Dante Scarnecchia was the offensive line coach member who was always with Saban, excuse me, always with Belichick. And I just think that he did some fatal errors, which is he put some assistants into the wrong positions, like Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running an offense with a second-year Mac Jones. And I think that he... Which is ironically better than this year. (laughs) And I think, honestly, I think he's just not a great GM, and that's not a crime. Well, you want to mention he put his son in a high position, too. Put his son in a high position, so... He's not the first coach to you know nepotism in the in the NFL or anywhere, but these are a couple things that led to where they are today. There is not a dynasty without Belichick, and I don't know why that's so hard for some people to accept. Uh, let's go to Gary, who's in Jacksonville. Hey, Gary, what's up? Good morning, guys. I am a happy camper today, and I'll tell you why. The three coaches I can absolutely can't stand are now gone out of coaching. Pete Carroll. Excuse me for the way he left USC and then and ran for riches in the NFL. You know, just a smarmy individual in my book. Uh, Nick Saban lying about I am not going to be the Alabama coach when he lied about when he was with my Dolphins. If you're not as good as your word as a man, to me, you're not a true man. And number three, Bill Belichick for the, the, the grumpiness with the press and the spy game. I'm just so glad I don't have to see those three faces anymore. I am dancing today, guys. <laughs> Gary, you know what? Fair take. Thank you for that. Oh. Now, coaches lying is maybe I'm just so desensitized yeah. to it. Belichick is the meanest press conference. Well, not the meanest, but he came from the Parcells mode where he intimidated the press or tried to intimidate the press with his full grumpiness. He's kind of mellowed out a little bit, but he has not been a nice man over the years. There's no doubt about that. No, You know what's interesting, though? It's like I do find I guess there's a difference to me and maybe there shouldn't be because, you know, I was critical of Bobby Knight who just passed away. And, you know, you can't tell the Bobby Knight story without talking about his, you know, how intimidating he was and how he used that fear and how, you know, he tried to control everything around him by using fear. And that's part of his story. He obviously crossed a lot of lines. And for Belichick, I guess because it's not to the degree of Bobby Knight, but it still is part of his story. I mean, he was intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did try to intimidate reporters. I mean, it is part of it. Okay, I'll I'll agree with that. I don't care about the gates, though. The spy gate and the flake gate. He expertly distanced himself from the flake gate. So that's not even the thing. He, he threw Tom Brady so fast under the bus with that. Yeah. He's like, you guys, talk to Tom about yeah. that. He yeah. didn't even pretend to want any part of that. Spygate doesn't kill me for him either. Uh, I would, you know, listen... Again, I wasn't even mad that Jim Harbaugh stole signs, yeah. sign stealing. Come on. It's not like that is not why. And he didn't even win a Super Bowl that year. So that has nothing to do with yeah, his I'm story. Sure it didn't, he's I'm clean. sure it didn't help on any of the other Super Bowls. He's in my, oh, come on. Big deal. 
<laughs> it is not. That is not why they won. Yeah, you're right because they got caught in 2007. It's not like he didn't have any success after that. They just <laughs> went 16 and 0 the following season. You know, I think what we're trying to say here, and I get where Gary's coming from. That the the one thing about Pete Carroll leaving that was a really big deal at the time because USC was about to hit all these sanctions, and Pete Carroll left. Now he had already coached in the NFL with the Jets and the Patriots, so it didn't seem that odd that he'd go back. But still, he got a ton of criticism. Oh, for yeah. That. Killed. What we're saying is these guys are great coaches. I don't think any of us are calling them perfect people. Now, I said Nick Saban never had a big college football scandal. I'm, you know, like a big one. Like, a, you're talking about the, you know, sanctions or getting wins taken away or all that stuff. Yeah, but, Saban's done right by a lot of people. He's got a better reputation than those other two guys, actually. 855-212-4CBS. But we're not calling them perfect people by any stretch. 855 212 Four two two seven coming up. Literally, the man who wrote the book about Nick Saban, Monty Burke, wrote Nick Saban: The Making of a Coach. He has plenty of chapters in that book about the relationship between Saban and Belichick. So very fitting that Monty Burke's going to join us next. Don't move, Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Because I'm getting old, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you look good, though, Coach. You look good. Look, I, I, I ask everybody that asks me that question, you know, are you going to be here for four years? You know, some player that asks me, you know, when you're going to retire, I look at them and say, well, can you guarantee me that you're going to be here for four years? And they look at me like, you know, hell no, I'm not making it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, get a better deal someplace else. So, uh, and I just think it's the way of the world now. Wow, that was last week on the Pat McAfee show. Nick Saban talking about his future. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So when we got the news that Nick Saban was stepping down at Alabama. The first person we thought about was our friend Monty Burke, who wrote the book Saban. Uh, has written many New York Times bestselling books, including Lords of the Fly, the best tarpon fishing book of all time. The only one I have read, though, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, we immediately thought of Monty with Saban. Monty, how you doing? Were you surprised by Nick Saban's announcement? I, I was totally shocked. Um, you know, I, my internet seems a little unstable here, but I'll keep going. He's still in his prime. Right. I mean, this isn't mm. uh, he, he um, nearly beat the team that that won the national title. Uh, you know, he's had a great recruiting year again. He's got Julian Sain coming in, who's supposed to be the next, uh, you know, great uh, quarterback. You know, he wasn't he was never going to retire like Bear Bryant retire and then croak 20 days later. He was never going to, you know, coach as long as Bobby Bowden did and start forgetting players names, stuff like that. But uh, but I thought he had two or three more years in him. 
you know, he had good recruiting classes. Like I said, he's got a good team returning next year. They're, they're losing a couple defensive guys, but the offense is going to be very good. Defense is really good up the spine. Um, so, yeah, I'm totally shocked. So, Monty, why do you think he is stepping away? If this surprised you and you know Belichick and his story better than anybody, why do you think he's doing it? You know, unless there's some extenuating circumstances, you know, he's, he's he is 72. Um, he, you know, he just bought a big house in Florida. Uh, you know, his his main, the love of his life, everyone thinks is football, but it's really. We're losing Monty there. By the way, I said Belichick. Of course, I meant Saban. We're talking with Monty Burke. He oh, my gosh. The book Saban. I, now I'm getting Belichick and Saban mixed up in my head. Also, Monty, uh, I think grew up in Alabama, lifelong Crimson Tide, knows the history of the program. He was about to tell us what the love of Nick Saban's <laughs> life was. Now, and wait. Cut out. It's got to be Terry, right? Miss Terry, what I'm assuming. I don't know. Like a I, I'm dying to know I this have era. no idea. Monty, you left us hanging. <laughs> what is the Sorry. love of Nick Saban's life? Miss Terry. You're right. It's Miss Terry. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're so you know they're they're high school sweethearts. Uh, again, there might be some extenuating things that I don't know about here, but uh, you know they're high school sweethearts. They've love was life. Uh, you know, they're both in their seventies. It might be time to go down to that beautiful new house they just bought in Jupiter, Florida, and and you know live live a sort of somewhat normal life. Uh, you know, being a football coach, as you guys know, is just insane. A college football coach, there's no off season ever. So, you know, maybe it's just time for them to. To step aside, he also might just be sick of this whole, you know, portal NIL mm. lack of commitment kind of age uh, that we're that we're in. Um, and I wouldn't blame him. Uh, Wait, you know, it's, yeah. So the ahead. great love of his life, Miss Terry, the great friendship of his life is Bill Belichick. I don't know if you heard Monty that Belichick's parting away with the Patriots. In your book, Saban, there are so many great details about their friendship. Can you tell people who might not know, like, how far back do those two really go? I mean, they go all the way back. Oh, we lost Monty we lost again. again. You know, maybe we'll just try to get him on the phone. Yeah, uh, it yeah. could be a better connection. It, it is just so interesting. In some ways, like, I thought that Saban was going to retire. Uh, something about him being more reflective, him being so positive about this team that didn't win. You know, so many things that it seemed like he was taking stock of, you know, uh, of the moment and all of that. Things that, you know, Saban famously would win the national title and be calling recruits that night. Yep. You know, it was always about the next thing. And this guy never sleeps and he never stops. And it did seem like he was doing a little more stop and smell the roses. And that's why, but I never thought Belichick and Saban's news would both be coming down in a 24 hour no. span. No, no, no. I am. We have to ask Monty this. Do you think it's possible that they're so close that they talked about this and coordinated it in some sense? Like well, uh, that, that Nick called Bill and said, Hey, I'm walking away. What do you think? I think that Saban would be, I think that he'd be more, um, I don't know, like understanding of that. I don't think Bill thinks about this stuff at all, even with a good <laughs> friend. Like, here's the thing. Do you think Bill knows Saban's birthday? Oh, definitely. Oh, you think so? Okay. Uh, I'm they, never sure with men. Monty wrote in his book that they used to actually go, the funny thing, they used to go to rock concerts together. They yes. both sneak away from their coaching staff and go see, like, Leonard Skinner. Also, um, Saban is famously... Halloween, right? Is his birthday. So that's an easy one to remember. Yeah. So, Monty, you were about to tell us about how far back Belichick and Saban go. We were wondering, too, do you think that's they coordinated right. this week at all? I know they're close. Uh, I doubt they coordinated because I don't, I don't think uh, Belichick's was up to him. Sounds like that was up to Robert Kraft. Um, but I, I bet they're chatting. Uh, maybe they'll go somewhere together. Um, <laughs> but, no, it goes all the way back to, you know, uh, 
uh, Bill Belichick's dad was at Navy, and uh, Nick Saban was a coach at assistant coach at Navy, and it goes all the way back to then. They started hanging out. They were just like two football nerds. They would just they really bonded over, you know, talking about exotic blitz schemes, and they even hung out when they weren't supposed to hang out. Uh, you know, they were they were on opposing teams, and they weren't uh, you know supposed to sort of mingle, and they would meet uh, you know halfway somewhere just to hang out for the weekend and drink some beer and and talk about football. Um, you know, and then they, they, of course, they worked together um, at the at the at the uh, at the Browns, um, which wasn't a very pleasant experience actually for for Nick. I don't, I don't, I think they're very good friends. I don't think I, don't, I could never see them working together again. I don't, I think that's a, that was a little tough on uh, on Nick. But it is, it's so. I mean, what a what a week of football coach, you know, retirements or or leaving. I mean, Pete Carroll. I mean, uh, Belichick and Saban. I mean, three of the best ever to do it. Um, so just fascinating. Monty Burke is joining us. He wrote a book about Nick Saban, literally wrote the book on Saban, Making of a Coach, is New York Times bestseller, has a lot in it about Nick and his relationship with Bill Belichick. And, you know, it's funny because Saban now, it's like, what do you do from here, Nick? Uh, Monty, you said that, you know, he could live a normal life. I, I don't think so. Uh, is there any part of you that thinks Saban will still stay super connected to football maybe because the sport's about to change. Like, does he want to have any kind of influence in where the sport is going? Like, he can use his celebrity and his status as the greatest college football coach of all time, maybe to help legislation, to help with where we're going with the college football playoff. Do you think he totally unplugs? Oh, that's a that's just a great question. I mean, there was always a rumor. There was a rumor about five years ago that he was, when he was going to retire, he was going to get a piece of an NFL team and, and sort of, you know, dive into being the management side of, of the NFL team. But I don't see that anymore. You know, he's, he does have hobbies, believe it or not. He's a, he's a, he gardens. Not a lot of people know this. He's a gardener. Um, he's, a, he's a very avid golfer and a, and a pretty good golfer. And he's a big-time uh, tarpon fisherman. So he may be able to keep himself busy with those things. It would be hard to see that, but, uh, but, I, but uh, he may be able to just keep himself busy with his hobbies. But, you know, I don't see him going into any – you know, being like Charlie Baker or something like that, the NCAA. I, mm. I just think that's a – he sees that as a – there's just kind of a no-win situation. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's not there's not a whole lot that I don't think he would want to dive into the bureaucratic side of that. I'll put it that way. Monty, right now I think a lot of people think Nick Saban's the GOAT. Uh, maybe the only yep. challenge is another Alabama coach, Bear Bryant. Uh, how secure is his GOAT status? In 40 years, when college football fans look back at this era, is there no doubt that Nick Saban's still going to be at the top of that mountain? I mean, you know, unless Kirby wins four or five more real quick, uh, I, I don't see anyone taking over uh, for for Saban. I mean, you know, it, undeniably by the numbers, right? He's he's got seven titles. Bear Bryant's next with six. Um, uh, so kind of an undeniably the goat by the numbers, but also it, it's kind of the way he. I, I've always been most impressed by the way he did these things. I mean, he's been coaching just in his Alabama tenure, for instance. I mean, just the the number of times he sort of had to adapt to something new. I mean, when he started at Alabama, power run game, big linebackers, and then spread offenses started eating his lunch. So he became the guy with the spread offenses and, you know, all of a sudden has four quarterbacks in the NFL and a fleet of NFL wide receivers. You know, NIL comes along, the polo comes along. I don't think he liked it at all, but he dealt with it. I mean, they got to the got to the playoff this year. They're obviously very good. I think most impressive, though, when it comes to adaptability, was what he did with his assistants every year. I mean, I was looking back uh, – uh, He's had seven different off- offensive coordinators since 2016. Uh, you know, we're talking Kiffin, Dable, Loxie, Sark, O'Brien, and now Tommy Reese. 
I mean, it's insane. I mean, to, to, it's not only to, you know, college football has this sort of tidal nature to it anyway, but kids leaving and kids with the outgoing tide and kids coming in with the incoming tide, but he had to deal with assistants doing the same thing. I mean, and, and not just like wide receivers coach or, uh, you know, a kicking coach, his offensive coordinator, his defensive coordinator. And he just kept, you know, adapting to it, hiring people. They weren't always great hires or whatever, but they always made it work. Um, and so that always really, 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 really impressed me. And I think, again, it's not just the, the numbers. It's not just how he you know, is. It's not just, not just that he did it. It's how he did it, which always has impressed me. Monty, last question for me, and, and that answer just sort of set this up. There are a lot of really talented coaches who have touched that program. Do you think that Nick Saban chose his successor and ultimately, who do you think it's going to be? Um, it's a great question. I, I don't, I don't think he, ch- I don't think the successor was in the building, so I don't think he chose the successor. I mean, if it, if it is indeed Lane, and they, they seem to have a pretty good, you know, still have a pretty good relationship. Maybe Lane Kiffin, I'm talking about, of course. You know, maybe he did have, he could, he could tilt the scale there a little bit. Uh, but you know, I, I think he's. To me, it seems like, um, from what I understand, it was just. A, kind of a clean break like he's gone and 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 greg Byrne, who's very good at this kind of stuff who's the ad down there um was is raring to go and i think uh, from what i'm hearing we're gonna know we're gonna know if a new coach here uh sometime between now and, and and two days from now so i would think you know everyone always said dabo was going to be the dabo from clemson swinning from clemson was going to be the man i i just I, I feel like that shine is off him a little bit i think kiffin definitely is a is a uh, a real solid candidate. You know, Dan Lanning is a name that gets thrown around a lot now. He's done done you know the right things over in uh, in Oregon. Um, I always say I had a buddy buddy of mine email me last night. He's like, it's going to be Kirby Kirby Smart. Like, That's not going to happen. <laughs> no. that be? It's going to be Kirby. Be I, know. Uh, I was like, dude, you were dreaming. But uh, but you know, so I, I would guess Lanning or Lanning or Lane would be my two uh, if I was. A betting man. That's the, those are the two I'd put my money on. Now, Monty, you didn't want to plug anything, but I just want to tell people to buy Monty's book, Lords of the Fly, Madness, Obsession, and the Hunt for the World Record Tarpon. Quick Tarpon question. Some <laughs> dude stole a tarpon from the Bass Pro Shop a few weeks ago, and it went super viral. Wait, is this the same guy who got naked in no, the Bass Pro di- Shop? No, it's not the guy who got naked. Pool? But uh, have you <laughs> seen that guy who went in with a net guy. and took a tarpon out? You know tarpon really well. They are unruly fish. Yep. What do you think? <laughs> they haven't found that guy. What do you think he did with the fish? He rele- I bet he released it. He was a big staunch catch and release guy. I don't really know. You know, I, that that story. I was thinking about that story, and then all of a sudden, the guy jumped into the Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> and what a, you know, what a what a week or what a you know couple of weeks here for for my old home state of Alabama. <laughs> Wait, were they you both know, in the, Alabama? Oh yeah. The Bass Pro Shops was in Birmingham, and then the dude. I don't know if you saw the guy get stuck in the urn. He, <laughs> he was also in uh, in in Birmingham, and then and then this happens. This crazy crazy days down there. Maggie, by the way, uh, I have to say. Very good, uh, incredible foresight you had. I saw your tweet. Thank you. Listen, incredible. Uh, you got a you got any uh, you got any Super Bowl uh, picks you want to lay out for us? Or? It's just me. I'm like Steph Bottom Curry, numbers. just shooting from the logo, Monty. And uh, this one's squish. No, I I wanted to tell me where Belichick's going, and she won't do it. <laughs> she knows, but she won't do it. The, the, She's the, got the, some information. I said the the day I thought that Saban actually was going to retire was the day I found out he took his family on a trip to Italy. I'm like, no. Yeah. Old Nick yeah. Saban would have never done that. And also that, he, you know, he, he was talking too positively about everything. And it was not, hey, I'm on the phone calling recruits as the confetti is right. falling around me, you know, winning another title. It was like, hey, I thought we did pretty right. well this year. 
You know, in retrospect, it's funny if you if you do. I'm sure people, someone will do this. They'll go look back at this year, maybe even the year before, and, and sort of piece together some, like the trip to Italy, uh, like Lane Kiffin after the game saying, you know, it was a, it was great to compete, compete against Coach Saban. I'm going to miss it. Uh, like his little talk we had before you know, with Kirby before the SEC championship, where he talked about being too old for this. Right. I mean, you could kind of put together maybe a timeline and be like, oh, okay, this actually kind of makes sense now. But man, I thought there was no way. I I thought he was going to stay. I thought this team coming back next year is very good. It's the top four team, I would think, could be anyway. Uh, and then he's got these recruit this this kid, this quarterback who's supposed to be the next Bryce Young. Uh, so I don't know. I thought for sure he would stay till seventy five. Well, if you're interested, I I mean, listen, Monty literally wrote the book about Saban. So Saban making of a coach and it's fantastic. It's New York Times bestseller. Uh, Monty, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Sorry about the internet troubles. Oh, all good. I mean, sounds crystal clear. And then we'll see what's the next big headline to come from the state of Alabama. It's going to be who gets hired, and now we just have to wait and see. No, I thought you meant who's going to do something in a Bass Pro Shop. (laughs) Um, Everyone at Bass Pro Shops, lock the doors. Nick Saban's a gardener? What the heck? Bill <laughs> so, Belichick. Now, so Bill Belichick does not do that. Krzyzewski's a big gardener. Remember, we found that out. Oh, my gosh. I just – how can you go from the adrenaline being in the final four of college football to planting zucchinis next year? It's meditative, Perloff, you know? it's. I just uh, – it's just hard to imagine Nick Saban being settled. I think uh, game day, obviously, is a – natural connection yeah i mean listen lee corso has been a staple there as the coach but obviously he's had some health concerns and maybe sabin comes in for lee corso i could see it yeah it makes a lot of sense do you think he'd put a mascot thing on his head no that's more the mcafee lane yeah mcafee kind of fills part of that lane and then sabin is more serious but listen nick sabin talks on tv the guy has gravitas there's no doubt he'd add to that show 855-2124-CBS or do you start a bidding war between him and fox uh, Fox get... has got Urban. Yeah, but maybe Urban Meyer's going back to coaching. Who knows? Yeah, you can't have Urban and Nick on the same set. That's way too much seriousness. <laughs> you need a, <laughs> you need a balance of light yeah. and, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> no. That would not be good. No. There's nothing Matt Leinert can do to uh, break that tension. He's on that show, right? Yeah, you know, and Urban months. Meyer's best friends with Belichick, too. How about the three of them sit around and grumble at each other? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's- 855-2124-CBS. All right, went a little long there, so we're going to hold off. We're going to do our update with Andrew Bogish coming up next. Again, this is the news coming fast and furious that Bill Belichick and the Patriots are parting ways. That came down this morning. Obviously, the Saban news came down yesterday. And Pete Carroll also, uh, no, no other way to say it, getting forced out at, in Seattle. We have all that for you next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. It's sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. We are talking about the big coaching news today, which is Bill Belichick and the Patriots are parting ways officially press conference is uh, noon Eastern and Nick Saban is retiring. And we talked about with Monty Burke, who wrote the book about Nick Saban. He's from Alabama. He said, wow, it really hasn't been like a banner week for my state. We're talking about the guy who got naked and jumped into the Bass Pro Shops pool pond. I had not seen the guy who jumped into an urn. (laughs) (laughs) You guys didn't see this? I don't know how I missed it, Ryan. It's news to me. So a guy okay. is at a wedding. I guess he got bet <laughs> to jump into like a giant vase slash 
urn. Yeah, it's like a, a big, huge decorative vase. <laughs> yeah, and his he- all, all that's left of the him is his head. And <laughs> he's like, I can't get out. And he's <laughs> trying his best. And it's like, it's like, actually his waist up. So yes, it's, it's just like the he has funniest no, picture. It's like he has no bottom half of his body. It's like, it's like he's the genie. Almost <laughs> and he needs a wish. <laughs> Andrew Bogus is here with the headlines. Hi. Uh, hello. So, yes, the Belichick, the Saban news overshadowing Pete Carroll finishing his 14-year run with the Seahawks yesterday. <laughs> Ten postseason appearances, two AFC titles, one Super Bowl win. When we hear from Belichick and Saban, will they be as emotional as Carroll was yesterday? It's been an honor and a thrill to be part of this program. And uh, I've loved every minute of it. And uh, you've watched me love it. Nobody used the word fired in Seattle, but this definitely was not Carol's choice. And then I guess there was a meetup last night because Russell Wilson tweeted out pictures of him and Carol, other Seahawks, with the caption, grateful for you, fun celebrating you tonight, and all the memories. Yeah. Did anyone else see that? And it's like, all right. You try to get him fired. <laughs> like, I saw Richard Sherman in the back fearing for Russell Wilson's life. <laughs> it's like he basically was like, it's either either fire the coach, the general manager, or stick with me was the reporting around Russell Wilson. And now yeah. it's like, congratulations, coach, on a great career. Let's go to Outback and <laughs> have a beer. Yeah, but Tom Brady and Belichick have been doing the same thing. I don't they, think Brady ever tried to get Belichick fired, though. Yeah, but I mean, he. you don't think there was no, a riff there at the end? There's a whole book about it. That yeah. I, I read it by yeah. Seth Wickersham, but... Uh, but they pretend that they're kumbaya now. Yeah, I did like, uh, listen, we got into Pete Carroll. What's the one thing you remember about Pete Carroll? That he didn't hand it to Marshawn or that he found Russell out of nowhere? Or that he had a great defense? I think Legion of Boom is number one, but I think the... I think promoting Russell Wilson Russell. over Matt Flynn was a, was a huge deal. That was a rare stroke of genius. It was amazing. And, you know, winning on a rookie contract became like the thing to aspire to. Is that a poll question? What do you remember most? What will Pete Carroll be defined by? If this is, this might not be his last coaching gig. He seems like he wants to keep coaching almost just maybe to even rub it in the Seahawks face. Uh, Far from all of that, the NFL this morning gave us a glimpse at next season's international schedule. The Jaguars, Bears, and Vikings will host games in London the Panthers in Munich. German officials have yet to comment on that. Uh, the Clippers down the Raptors just last night, 126-120. They've won 16 of 19, and they've also locked up Kawhi Leonard long-term, a three-year extension worth $153 million. Guys, back to you. Bogish, thank you so much. Uh, that's interesting. The Jaguars are playing in London. Shocker. Aren't they? They've already they have to. to every year. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> but when you say German authorities haven't commented, meaning that they're like, <laughs> they're are you giving us the Panthers? Yes. <laughs> what kind of? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With all the problems in the world, bringing Carolina to Germany is <laughs> the Panthers stuck in customs, turned around as they land in Munich. <laughs> oh man! So this is this is big. Lots of news, uh, as Bogish gave you there. I mean, Belichick and Saban, Pete Carroll, three like coaching heavyweights and two that are considered the greatest of all time at their respective sports. And Pete Carroll, who you can make an argument, might be the greatest coach to ever win a college football championship and also a Super Bowl. I know it's a very short list, yeah. him and Jimmy Johnson, but, you know, Pete Carroll has a lot of a lot of success. Yeah. And, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, a little baggage with the USC part. I, I, if I had to yeah, rank those two, Jimmy it, was running a real clean program at Miami. But if I had to rank those, out of it. Jimmy was more of a revolutionary than Pete. Like Jimmy brought speed and all this crazy stuff to Dallas. I don't know. For me, it's Jimmy one and Pete two in that ranking. I, I don't know how you guys feel. Yeah, 
That's probably right. Although a lot of football nerdy guys love Carroll too. I mean, the Legion of Boom, the cover three, it's not that he invented it, but I mean, perfected it. Yeah, but I feel like everyone thought that if Jimmy wanted to stay in Dallas, that, first of all, give him that third Super Bowl was basically Jimmy's Super Bowl, but Switzer won it. I, I don't know. Uh, the, I think, think about it, though. a caller said Carroll leaving USC the way he did kind of tainted it a little bit. Okay, but think about Carroll. You hand off to Marshawn Lynch there. You just beat Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in back-to-back Super Bowls. You don't think we're talking about Pete Carroll and, like, putting a statue in bronze? He'll already have a statue, but... I mean, that's a that's a crazy what if. That's a one play. Maybe he is defined by that play because of what it would have done to push him into a different stratosphere if he had two Super Bowls and a championship. But has there ever been a point where Pete Carroll was the best coach in football? I mean, the Legion of Boom was scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the Seahawks were a scary team. I, there, I think there's no doubt who's the best coach of the 90s in the NFL. It's definitely Jimmy Johnson. See, where Carroll was always in Bill Belichick's shadow a little bit yeah but he would have i mean again if he had handed off to malcolm uh, to hand it off to marshawn lynch instead of passing in the uh, interception by malcolm butler maybe that's a lot closer i have uh, maybe maybe by the way uh belichick could win a seventh ring easily because now the rumors that the eagles are looking at belichick no you're making that up well belichick famously uh, i think everyone thinks that belichick got patricia to the eagles and he's close with huh. Lurie, who's from Boston. So there's been this is from Shil Kapati on his podcast yesterday. That was talking about all the connections with Belichick. Interesting. It's funny you hear connections with Belichick and the Giants. Obviously, yeah. not so much. See, I don't see that. You said the Giants is a no brainer. I don't think they're they're going to go back to that well. If he he wants to win next year, so that would only be if Brian Dayball, who's a former Alabama assistant, if he went to Alabama and that Giants job opened. Belichick slides right into the Giants. There's a lot of different ways this could all go down. 855-212-4CBS. What would get you excited for a successor at Alabama? Who do you think should be the successor for Belichick in New England? What about Pete Carroll? Does he find another job? Aggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.